This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay from Unleashed, and I am happy today to have Ashley Drew from Pet Partners, and she's going to tell us all about her organization. It's a wonderful thing. Big happenings in September on the 24th. I would like everybody who's listening to get a pencil and paper, and hopefully they could participate. Good morning, Ashley. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to speak to your listeners. I'm very glad to have you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your organization? It has been around for a while, though, correct? Yeah, yeah. Pet Partners was originally founded back in 1977, and it was originally called the Delta Society. But as our therapy animal grew, we decided that Delta Society didn't necessarily reflect our mission and what it is that we do. And so that's when we changed the name to Pet Partners, which gives people a little bit more of an idea of you know, who we are and what we're passionate about. Participation. Yeah. Yeah. So our mission is to improve human health and well-being through the human-animal bond. And so, I mean, as you know, and any of your listeners that have pets, you know, that bond with your animal and that unconditional love is just such a powerful thing. And so we're so fortunate that we've got, you know, thousands of volunteers around the world that take their animals into their community to serve. And it's just really incredible. And what are some of the places that you go to? Absolutely. So our therapy animal teams go to a wide variety of facilities, including hospitals, senior living facilities, schools or libraries for de-stressing or back to school events. Um, We also go to the court systems, airports, um, college universities, pretty much anywhere a pet could be beneficial. We even do um, stress relief at corporate offices. So if there's any businesses who are listening, it's always fun to have the animals come in and play with your staff um, for a little bit of a break. Get a lot (laughs) of work done. Yeah. Studies have shown that employees are much more productive after interacting with a therapy animal. (laughs) I really think that, you know, in the last few years people have really realized how much a dog, mm-hmm. a horse, even donkeys, yep, even goats can benefit people when they're doing, you know, everyday things or when they're stressed. Elephants and donkeys, they grieve. They actually show grief when one of them is either hurt or dies. I think it's a fascinating thing. I have to say I just adopted a dog. Today is a week. Um, I haven't had a dog in years. Oh, wow. You know, it's bigger than I wanted, younger than (laughs) I wanted, but everything that I could have wanted in a pet. Of course, she's a puppy. You know, she has her moments, but sweetness and she's calm and she's gentle. And I visit a woman in a nursing home and my plan, you know, when she gets older is to bring her there because I think the residents would just absolutely love her. And of course, when you bring a dog to a hospital, I know they even bring them into chemo suites. Mm -hmm. They have to be, they have to drop things and the wheelchairs. uh, So do you have trainers on hand to, to help with that? 
So that's a great question. So we do not provide any training for our therapy animals. So some of the requirements to becoming a therapy animal team is if it's for a dog specifically, because we actually register nine different species, but for a dog that they have basic obedience and leash skills. And then during the evaluation, which is when the person and their pet go through the test of scenarios, kind of like what you were talking about, like interacting with somebody in a wheelchair or a walker, you know, you'll go through those different scenarios together. But most people do the basic training with their animals and that's perfectly fine. But they can also go to our website to find out what it takes to be a therapy animal team. And we also have a quiz and some fun stuff at petpartners.org under our volunteer tab. Oh, that's wonderful. I did a show maybe about a year or two ago with a woman who had a dog that was such a, you know, a bad little puppy. I mean, really rambunctious, didn't listen. And then she met up with a friend whose dog was a therapy dog at a hospital and she got her dog involved. And this dog just became a totally different animal. And Mm -hmm. that's what she ended up doing. It needed a job. Yep. Smart animals. They have a saying, we all have the best dogs and none of us are wrong, but (laughs) smart dogs need a job, whatever it might be, you know? So my dog now is uh, getting a little rambunctious, little surfing, you know, on the counter and I have to hide some things, but she's the apple of my eye. And what am I going to do? I would never return her. I got her at a shelter. I'd never been to one before. I was afraid to go because I did cry, but you know, I found her. And uh, from the moment I found her, I was getting ready for her. So that's the way it's supposed to be. You have to be committed to your animal and especially you want them committed to you. I know when she looks at me, I'm her everything and she completes me. Tell us about this wonderful thing that you're having on the 24th. And it's very exciting. And Anybody could get involved in it, whether they have a dog or not, or they could borrow a dog (laughs) or they could adopt a dog. We have time. (laughs) It can be any species. One year we actually had a, I believe it was a Texas Longhorn register and raise money, but it's for our world's largest pet walk. And it takes place every September on that fourth Saturday. So this year it'll be September 24th. And um, our walk is presented by Wellness Pet Company, which is one of our wonderful sponsors this year. And the great thing about our walk, even prior to the pandemic, is that it's always been virtual because we've got supporters in the U.S. and 15 other countries. And so this is a day where no matter where you are, you know that you're coming together with others around the globe to walk anytime, any place, any distance for one incredible cause. And there's no fee to register. Our walk is free. Um, but for those that are motivated by prizes, we do have incentives. If you raise $50 or more, you receive a pet bandana. And then at 100 or more, you receive our commemorative shirt plus the pet bandana. And then at higher levels, we've got lots of other fun prizes and awards. But if you go to petpartners.org slash WLPW for world's largest pet walk. You can find our website and you can see tons of fun pictures of our walkers, their pets, fun videos. And we would just absolutely love everybody to come and get involved and celebrate the human animal bond. And donate. Yeah, exactly. Because we need help with our animals. The shelters are overrun with pets and we're not going to be able we're not going to be able, all of us, to adopt our way out of this. And then we had all of these beagles enter the picture, cute as a button. They were they were adorable. 
a friend of mine got involved where she volunteers at a shelter in Virginia. She said most of the beagles that she came across were males and they were very small, like 20, 25 pounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and there's some people that have more than one dog. And if they only have one dog, maybe there's room for another. So they could go to the website and there's a link if they went to the .org website where mm-hmm. they could donate and where they could register. Absolutely. And you like the word register. Yes. Okay. And what is the ideal dog that would be in your therapy program? Well, also just for anyone else who's listening, besides dogs, we also register cats, equines, which would be horses, mini horses and donkeys, rabbits, guinea pigs, rats, birds, miniature pigs and llamas and alpacas. So we do register nine different species because not everybody's a dog person and not everybody's a cat person. And um, we like to be inclusive and have a a lot lot of people have rescues and these sanctuaries. They could get involved with their animals. Yep. Wow. That's something. All right. So the, the basic personality would be somewhat to be calm if they were going to because they use horses with children for sure. They're very good therapy for children. Yeah, I'd say a good therapy animal would have an affinity for interacting with people. They would have a calm temperament and reliable behaviors because as the the human end of the leash, we call them a handler, they would have a really strong bond with their animal and they'd be able to read and interpret their body language, make sure that they're having a good time on the visit because you guys are a team. And so if one of you isn't having a great time, you know, we want you know you to be able to be like, you know what, we're going to cut our visit a little short this time, but we look forward to seeing you again in the future. And so it's all about being your best advocate for your pet is one of the things that we really like to promote because we want everybody to have a wonderful experience, you know, you and your pet, along with those whom you're visiting. I know that they use them in in courthouses, especially for the children, you know, who are going through some trauma. I've seen some shows on that. That really works well with the children. They feel safe. The dog sits with them and comforts them. They're amazing. I think now we do give the animals credit that is due them because now it's not just our pet, it's family. And that's the way, you know, most people, you know, refer to them. I mean, you know, my dog, even though I just met her, she's going nowhere. Yeah. She's mine. I'm hers. How did you, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mind giving us a little background in what led you to, how did you start out with this? Absolutely. I, growing up, our family always volunteered and gave back to a variety of charities. So I grew up in a very philanthropic environment. And so through my youth, I always knew that I wanted to work in nonprofit. So once I went to college, I made sure that I majored and minored in things that would help me be successful. And so I've always just been drawn to charities that I don't necessarily have a direct connection with. And so I started with juvenile diabetes and I was there for seven years. And then I went to the Liver Foundation where I was there for another seven. And then before coming to Pet Partners, I was at a law firm that represented victims of domestic violence homicide. And so that was a really wonderful organization as well. And so when I saw this opportunity for pet partners and they were looking to expand their reach and, you know, have local chapters and things like that, I knew that that was something that I was good at. And I always had pets growing up too. We had a ranch with cutting horses. So I had 34 horses. I had four dogs, five cats, like all the animals. So, you know, when I saw the mission and I saw, you know, that 
people are able to improve their life through interacting with these animals. I thought that this was going to be something really wonderful. And I've been here for about four years now, and it's been really great. I I love hearing the stories and working with our handlers and our community partner leaders across the country. It's it's very it's just so rewarding and they're so passionate. And, you know, their passion really fuels my desire to be able to raise more money to underwrite costs for them to do what they're passionate about. Cause all of the money that we raise supports our therapy animal program. And so it's been just a really wonderful journey. And where yeah. did you grow up? I grew up in Dallas in a little suburb right outside of the Dallas Fort Worth area. And so, yeah, so I'm a Texas girl, <laughs> but I currently reside in Arizona uh, where the weather is similar. <laughs> yeah, well, you have some pedigree on, as uh, one person said, a professional beggar and organizer, <laughs> and, which is not a bad thing because it's for a good cause. Does your organization ever get involved with like service dogs for veterans or something like that? Or is this strictly, you know, for therapy, the people that you you mentioned? Sure. That's a really great question. We definitely have resources when people contact us where we're able to send them to find something that serves them best. But for us, we deal with therapy animals, which is different from a service animal or an emotional support animal, whereas those two directly serve their owners, whereas our therapy animals serve one to many, which is somebody's pet that goes into the community. So we definitely are able to direct people to the right direction to find what they're looking for. But there is a lot of people think that they're all the same thing when each one is very different. So whoever goes to the website, they could also donate. They could contribute. They could get involved with the walk. Or maybe if they think they have the kind of animal that would be good as a therapy, they could contact the organization as well, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Our therapy animal department is incredible and they're constantly answering any questions. So if you go to our website, you can go to the volunteer page or directly to our contact us form. And that goes directly to our therapy animal team that can answer any questions that you have. But under the volunteer tab, it walks you through the steps of what you'll have to do as the person and then the evaluation and all that fun stuff. So it's all detailed out for you. So it could happen, like, say, if I wanted to do it with with my newbie, you know, when she settles down. uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, but I mean, she's sweet. From the moment I met her, she's a gymnologist. She collects rocks. Oh, neat. Yeah, in her mouth. So the first (laughs) time I met her, I was able to stick my hand in her mouth and was fine. So where is your base? So our headquarters is in Bellevue, Washington. Okay. So I'm in Florida. So if I wanted to say volunteer and get her as a therapy, I could still go on the website, answer the questions, and you would work with me even if I wasn't me or anybody else who isn't in the state. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We've got thousands of folks all around the world. So what you would do is you would go through the process to become a registered therapy animal. And once you're approved, you can start visiting at places. Like you said, there's a facility that you go to that's near your house. Or we also have what are called community partners, which are our volunteer groups across the country where other handlers all get together and form like a little group and it's called Pet Partners of, and they have their own little logo. And so we support them. So like we've got quite a few groups in Florida. We've got Pet Partners of North Florida. We've got the Sun Coast. So it's like meet up, meet up with the dog. Okay. Yeah. You've got other people that are passionate and they can also share places where they're going 
as well. So it's just like having your own network of people that enjoy doing the same thing you do, like a book club. Right. Oh, I, I do have one of those. I'd like to ask <laughs> you, how come you like the word registered instead of certified? Oh, that's a really great question because that is what our teams... So our teams are registered because certification requires an assessment by an independent authority, and that currently doesn't exist in the volunteer therapy animal field. And so registration basically just means that they've met the requirements to be a pet partners therapy animal team. So that's that's why we use the term registered. But you'll find a lot of people do say certified, but it's actually registered. Yeah, because I was wondering, because, you know, when I read the information that was sent to me, it really specifically said that you use the word registered, not certified. And I was just curious because registered, it does sound more volunteerish than certified. Certified, sure. it, it you know, you think of like being judged, Yep. And, you know, and you don't want to judge an animal. You want to evaluate an animal for what good they can do. I'll tell you, you really have some pedigree. It's a wonderful organization. And we're hoping to raise $110,000, correct? 100000 this year. All right. But we can raise another 10000 Absolutely. You know? <laughs> Why just stop it? You know, even numbers like that. <laughs> and so if somebody wants to, to donate again, they go to the .org, which is petpartners.org. There's a link there where they could donate and every every penny dollar counts. Correct. Absolutely. Nobody has to do fifty dollars. Nobody has to do hundred because, you know, there's a lot of organizations out there now wanting this, wanting that. But we want, you know, if somebody has some money, they could spread it around because this is something that really would benefits a community. Not even if you don't know the community. It benefits communities because with what's going on in the world, there's dogs that now are in schools with support dogs for kids in classrooms. Uh, your organization does that as well? Yeah, we call it AAAIP. So yeah, we just started. It's for professionals. Um, and you can learn more about that on our website as well. I tell you, that's terrific. So you got everything covered for volunteering <laughs> and therapy and, and for mental health. And it's not just the mental health of the person, mm -hmm. say, if I did this with my dog, my mental health would be uplifted because I'm giving, you right. know, I'm giving of my time. I'm getting my dog who's smarter than anything. She's going to do something and it makes the dog feel good. Mm -hmm. And then you got the third party who's benefiting from it. So you're one big pizza pie. Of good yeah. Stuff. I mean, volunteerism is a win-win for everybody. It's hard to feel bad when you're giving back. That's <laughs> it. When you give, you get. Yep. I really appreciate you coming on and I hope we could do this again every year. Yeah. Thank you so much. This has been really wonderful. I really appreciate it. I want to thank my listeners. And once again, it's petpartners.org and get involved, look it over. And if you could help out, it would be wonderful. And if you could walk, you know, no matter, even if you don't have a dog, think an imaginary dog, just get out there and walk. It's good for the soul and donate. I want to thank Mark. I want to thank my listeners. I want to thank Ashley Drew for coming on. And remember to live life unleashed. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.